0: What's up, listeners? Thanks for tuning in to All Things Boston. It is March 4th, Thursday. Beautiful day. Uh, sun's out. I mean, it's not that freaking warm, but 41 degrees right now. But it's nice. And the sun, maybe 50. I don't know, give or take. Uh, you know, as we know, I forgot to publish my podcast I recorded last week. But it seems like Massachusetts Governor Baker has finally grew some big cojones because he didn't have any this whole time. To open up the state again. It's time to get the state back rolling. And I'm excited. It seems like there's a lot. Everyone's sick of the mask. Everyone's sick of staying home. Everyone's just sick of, like, the bullshit. And, you know, we're going to get back to, like, being able to go to a Red Sox game, having a beer on the Green Monster, going to a Pats game, you know, pissing every 20 minutes because you got shit-faced in the parking lot, uh, going to a Celtics game and blacking out. You know, and actually, Celtics, I don't black out, but usually the Bruins game. I would black out by the third period because of just Bruins games just hit differently. I think it's the cold weather and the North End drinking and there's more adults around. I don't know. Like there's kids at Celtic games and so no one really gets after it. But back in my day when I did drink, that was uh, dangerous. And now I don't. So it's been six months, uh, the 24th of February. I've uh, been able to get my uh, app sobriety chip, if that doesn't sound pathetic, but um And I just got back from my bachelor party that my friends threw for me um, last weekend, which was like incredible and managed to not drink there too. They, I saw a good thing today and it was like, you know, you know, you got to take it easy on yourself. You are healing a a wound from your drinking. And I'm not saying I have like a, you know, big wound of like pain or anything from my alcoholism, but there is a lot of embarrassment and, you know, me making a fool of myself that it's still going to take a long time for people to forget of the old me and adjust to the new me. But I'll give a credit to my buddies who took care of me this weekend. Like, they were super supportive. You know, I didn't get called a, a you know, a, a, a word, you know, describing a woman's part the whole trip. And it was um, awesome. I freaking, once again, thought I could just, like, hop on a mountain and go skiing. Clearly, I need to fucking hit the bunny bunny slope before I get up the mountain but at the end of the day and I took my licks and I fell down had a couple of fucking panic attacks I skied and it was an amazing time skiing is really good and once you start getting better at it you get super addicted and um it ended up being a good time I did get fucked up I got bruised all over my hips uh from falling but it got better I think I'm gonna try to hit Massachusetts before the season ends it's a quick little hour drive up the street so um you know, that's, uh, that was a good time, and it was just good to – it's it's crazy. Like, skiing is an extreme sport, man. When you're hitting the slopes downhill and you're hitting the – you know, we did a couple blacks um, and then some blue squares. It's tough. We went to Cranmore Mountain, which is a dope mountain right next to North Conway, which is another cool little town. Um, it's, like, definitely the Beverly Hills version of Lincoln, New Hampshire, where Lincoln's really just cute little shops and mom-and-pop spaces where you got a Taco Bell in North Conway. So – you know, I don't have any kids, so I've never been to Sleepy Town or whatever the fuck they call it. Uh, but the ride up was super easy. And then the ride back was um, good. I caught up with my buddy and it was a really good time to get away. I don't even know when I'm getting married, but I got that out of the way. And my fiance, who is pregnant, will probably get a, you know, get a pass to go on her girl's trip, which is sucks for me because she'll have like no COVID restrictions. But to be honest, like it was a sick time house i woke up the next day with just snow falling outside and you know you could see the whole mountain behind me this is why airbnb is the shit you're not gonna get a room that i stayed in with a bathroom and a hot tub for less than 800 a night and i don't know how much this house cost but it ended up being a great deal and shout out to the my boys who slept four to a room that room smelled like a dead fucking you know a dead elephant Who's been rotting for like three days in there. And I don't know how you dude slept through it. One dude left, slept on the couch. I don't blame you. But some people really need to like evaluate like their sneakers, their feet. There's things called anti perspirant shit for your foot where you don't make your feet smell. You can spray shit in your shoes when you're done. But that fucking room, I'm not pointing any fingers, stunk like feet. And it's it was just gross. But, you know, who is this guy to know? He's probably had, I don't know who it is. I'm not going to name any of my friends. But, you know, maybe someone's just never been told you feet single. Maybe they have. But, yeah, um, credit when credit's due to anyone that slept in that room that night. Like, you had to have been pretty shit-faced to go to bed and not, um, you know, just be demoralized. I, I hope that room will go back to normal once the cleaning people cleaned it. Like, it, you'd need to light some sage in there. You'd need to, like, you need a priest to go bless the room from Satan. I don't know. But great trip. And um, the Red Sox, as much as people want to talk shit, look good. Bobby Dalback is just hitting home runs. And they're not just fucking little, like, line drive home runs. They're bombs. 400 foot, 410, 412. Uh, Red Sox scored eight runs in one inning yesterday against the Twins. And they look damn good. i We got some good players. You got some veterans that are going to be joining that team. You know, Heimblum is kind of on the hot seat because last year was such a horrible year and then this year with Henry and you know the way the Red Sox franchise is like we can't just keep playing like the Orioles every year because you're going to get killed in the papers people are just going to destroy you know the ownership it sucks because the fans are just so rabid and if you don't win the ownership you know the, the ownership's going to take a credibility hit and i'm sure John Henry at a cocktail party does not want to be asked like why the team's not doing well so um with me, list, like, I'm watching a lot of soccer now. You got the Liverpool game today versus Chelsea, whatever. But, you know, it's the same sort of intensity that you see in soccer fans where, I mean, I'm a man you guy, but it's like the end of the world if they don't even, if they tie. You know, I, I'm. you got guys calling for this coach's head and that, you know, they got to get rid of this guy and this guy sucks and blah, blah, blah. blah. Like, it's the same thing you're going to get with Red Sox fans, so – it's promising to see how well they're doing. You're going to get Chris Sales probably still in a rehab stint, so he's not going to start the season. But April 1st, that shit's coming up. you got less than a month away, and um, I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's J.D. Martinez, looks he looks old, but he's still cracking the ball. He had a crazy rip yesterday, and um, I'm excited. Uh, the other prospect that I, I've, I've been kind of reading is this 18-year-old, 19-year-old kid named Nick York. Um, people kind of made fun of the Red Sox when they drafted him in the first round, he wasn't even a top 100 prospect, but, um, they needed a second baseman really bad and Pedroia obviously retiring now. And this kid has a pretty solid, uh, contact battering, um, hit. So, you know, where we usually went with the Mark Bellhorns of the world who couldn't hit for shit, but had great fielding. Um, we had, you know, Pedroia was just a freak of nature that did all of it. So hopefully this kid York will be good. Um, you know, our, our farm system's, like, ranked, like, 20th to 22nd in the league, which is a pretty bad rating for your farm system. But, um, you know, it seems like there's some promising, you know, Jeter Downs, another kid who is a is a rookie that you can look forward to. Uh, maybe see him in Worcester this year, which is another fucked up thing that you have to go to Worcester now to see, you know, what was a Paw Sox game. I Now I'm, like, regretting never being, you know, never going to these Uh, games when they were there but I guess you really do miss what you don't have anymore but I did have some good stories like I remember one time we rented out like a suite and the suite was like on the first baseline uh third baseline and like we just got wasted at a a Paw Sox game and then you know growing up as a kid watching the fireworks um you know we didn't come from money so there's like the poor people 4th of July like get it get after it spot right there and all I remember is just dope fireworks Sometimes the fireworks would just, like, blow up in the field and then having, like, a fucking, like, He-Man sword that lit up and just thinking, like, the 4th of July was just amazing and hanging out with my mom and her project friends and it was a good time. So, you know, it's sad to see, but, you know, they're going to turn that baseball stadium something cool. You know, you're never going to find me wanting to go to Worcester. I, I know it's a coming-up city. And God knows it's so fucking expensive to live in Boston that, you know, who knows? I'll probably end up having to live in Worcester unless I'm making like 300000 a year. But, um, you know, it's a, uh, it's, it is what it is, you know, this business and no offense to Rhode Island, but, you know, they had, they would have had to give away the house and, you know, it's not like there's any money coming in right now in that state that you can just write off all these tax dollars and, uh, and think you can get away with it. So. It is what it is, but besides that, Patriots, um, you know, another exciting offseason for them. You know, it's kind of in the same boat as Red Sox, where they underachieved, well, maybe overachieved with what they had to deal with, but you get all these returning players like Chung and Hightower and all these, like, studs, but you don't have a quarterback right now, and there's not many quarterbacks that want to play for us. Like, Russell Wilson, who wants to lead the the Seahawks, listed New England as, not one team that he wants to play for. People just don't like playing for the Pats. I mean, give it the curse of uh, Bill Belichick's uh, being a prick, but um, that is what it is. So you're going to have to find a guy who wants to be kind of doodle uh, under Belichick. And these days, these kids don't want to fucking do anything. They want to play, you know, PS5 and just chill with their boys and TikTok and you know you you got this guy who's yelling at you for being a minute late and fucking benching you you know it's i don't know it could be a forgotten art this could be the end of the gordon ramsay style of coaching um in the world like if you ever wanted to see how i grew up in the workplace watch hell's kitchen i've been addicted to that show it's uh he's just incredible he'll tell everyone to get the fuck out of the kitchen and you're not gonna get that anymore you don't get um do not get people talking to people like that, you know, with HR and all this stuff. You have to be like, hey, um, you know, you mind uh, you mind toning it down. We may have to send you home next time you have a bad attitude, but this is just a warning. It's not a, you know, and if you need anyone to talk to, you can ask me. And if your boss is giving you a hard time, you know, make sure you give me a call. We'll, we'll investigate if he's being a bully. So I love watching Hell's Kitchen because it really is. Um going back in time for me when you really could yell at someone like Bobby Knight style and get production and I do think you know for me I need someone who's gonna wake me up and be like yo like you're fucking up like get the you know go the fuck home if you're not gonna come here and get your shit done because you know what that first time he sends me home or maybe that second time he sends sends me home I'm gonna show up ready to work like I'm not quitting and god I sound like a boomer right now but you know there's some people that these young people that just They automatically crawl up in a ball They cry You know, they call a fucking hotline Like, you just can't do it anymore Like, I, I manage and I just don't do it anymore Because not um, It's not peace. I don't even PC Or ethically I, But I, I, I'm telling you right now I'm lucky to have people influence me Because that's the way shit should be done But back to the Patriots They're gonna have a hard time you're going to have to find, you know, Belichick's son, who's going to be like the bro who, who gets it, and like McDaniels, to kind of be like, yeah, this guy is going to be leaving eventually and retiring. This is what the future looks like. Uh, and if you want to join us, join us. Like, I'm hoping that we get a guy like fucking, you know, the dude on the Texans, Watson, or, you know, someone. Maybe Garoppolo comes back, but they're saying Garoppolo's staying now. I don't fucking know. But... You know, that's what you can hope for with the Pat. So. And then the other thing I wanted to touch on was the Notorious B.I.G. documentary. I believe it's called Notorious. I have no idea or something like that. But it is like an amazing documentary. I forgot how much I loved him growing up. I remember in my basement room in my mom's house in Providence when I thought I was thugged out. Because hip-hop was literally sleep. I breathe. Fucking ate hip hop to a point where I actually bought motorcycle goggles on my head to look like a thug. My screen name was Thuggish. Like I was literally in my own mind thinking I was a hardcore dude, but I really wasn't. I was like a fucking half white boy from Seekonk who just literally did not know what the hood was. I but I would get myself into these places in my head with Biggie's ready to die album and, you know, DMX and all this stuff and pretend that I was just as hood as they were. So Biggie was like my favorite artist. He's still my favorite artist of all time. Um, You know, it's one of my biggest, like hopes, one, like I just, biggest tragedies you learn as a kid, um, especially seeing someone with such talent. I never had like the Kurt Cobain effect. Like I didn't listen to Nirvana or, you know, everyone had Jim Morrison or um, even like River Phoenix, the actor who died when he was like 18. I didn't have, like, a, a person I idolized die young. And then when he died, I was just, like, so fucking broke over it. Because unlike Tupac, you know, he didn't make much music to, like, have a like a forever, like, album and just keep coming out and coming out. He thought, you know, that it was all, like, part of the music game and it wasn't serious. And went to L.A. and got shot. And, you know, I remember today, I'm sitting in my little, like, I had a futon bed like bunk bed so the bottom was like a like a queen size futon and then the bunk was like up top and I slept on the futon I think it was probably not good for my back but I remember watching MTV and seeing Kurt Loder you know announce, you know with the hearse and Biggie Smalls MTV this is what MTV actually played fucking music before TRL and it was just so shitty like I didn't like I think I cried and um you know it was just a fucking fucked up time And watching that documentary brought me back in a good way to like the 90s. You know, I know they're doing like a real world one like return, which is really funny because you don't realize at the time how cool they were. But the 90s hip hop Biggie, those moments that you just forgot about, like when Biggie just I remember my dad listening to Dead Wrong and he's like, give me that fucking tape and he destroyed the cassette tape. Because, of obviously, they were just saying so much fuck sh- fucked up shit. And I stole it from my cousin, Billy. And, you know, that was when I was like, yeah, this is cool. Like, parents don't like this stuff. Like, hip-hop's fucking cool. So, anyways, I recommend you guys watching that Netflix documentary. I watched it with my fiance last night, and she really liked it, too. And it's definitely something you can watch with your significant other. It's not like just like a... I know everyone gets into these arguments over, like, what to stream next... But this is definitely a unisex stream where it's really just about watching this artist and the way that he um, he lived and his legacy. So um, there's a lot of stuff I just forgot. I didn't even know. Like, dude was, like, born in Jamaica, moved here when he was a kid. You know, he wasn't, like, a, he wasn't raised, you know, he was raised in the streets when he was, like, obviously third or his early teens. But he was a kid, he was raised in Jamaica. It's just a lot behind it. And, um, you know, it's good to have that topic brought up again, because we seem to forget about Biggie. I think it's been like 25 years that he's been dead, maybe even longer than that. But, um, I just want to recommend that documentary, um, for everyone this weekend. If you're watching, it's pretty good and, uh, check it out. Besides that, the other thing I'm watching, you know, I'm stealing from my buddy Alex's pod, which he hasn't recorded one in a while, but, um, it's thousand pound sisters and, at first, I'm like, you know, I can't watch Doctor Pimple Popper, right? I kind of can watch 90 Day Fiance just because it's a train wreck. And then, like the 600 pound life stuff, like, is really tough for me. Um, I just feel bad for these people, but they've found a way to take 600 pound life. Obviously, they combined two people to make a thousand. So there you go, how much people weigh. And it's almost like a comedy show. It's like a reality comedy show. But it's, it's fucked up because, like, it's not – like, these people are – like, one, one girl, Tammy, is going to die. But anyways, I don't want to spoil it for you guys, but we've been, like, glued. Every Monday night, like, I'll go to soccer, and then I'll get home, and, like, me and my girl will just, like, watch it. And I see a lot – I follow the Reddit thread of the show, and there's, like, a lot of people that, like, eat really unhealthy. Like, we'll get McDonald's. I don't know what it is. It's, like, a guilty pleasure to just, like, eat um, – bad food and watch this show because you feel better about yourself because you're not that big but i don't know whatever it is what it is but i mean it's a good show and you should watch it it's just funny these people are just and it's frustrating to you like you you know at the the same time the family wants tammy to lose weight but tammy will always you know she's she's obviously dating a guy who likes bbw's named jerry it's just it's just so deep and you'll get it once you get into the show and trust me you'll get hooked because it's like again it's like honey boo boo my 600 pound life and you know a reality tv show merged together and made this tv show so this is it i usually i haven't recorded a pod in a while but i just want to drop one um traffic in boston good signs three o'clock so i hope you all have a good weekend i hope you get ready for um you know red Sox, April 1st try to drop one before then but take care talk soon peace